0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. God made a covenant with Israel and the Jews. He'll be faithful in keeping it. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. teaches that God kept His promise by bringing the Jewish people back to their homeland of Israel after almost 2,000 years. You can be sure that God will be faithful in keeping His promises to you, too. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 22nd, 2023.
1: The Jews never forced the Arabs out of the land. The Arabs have been ever since trying to force the Jews out of their land. And by the way, it's not about the land. And that's why it's so important to distinguish between the land and the people. Because talking about maps, another map illustration, have you seen a map of the Middle East? lately. You should do it. Search it up. Map of the Middle East. You have to zoom out to get all of the Arab land. Because the Arab land is like all of this. And then you got, now you got to zoom in because Israel is like, where? Oh, there it is here. Zoom in. Zoom in more. Zoom in more. There it is. That's Israel. Oh, they need more land. (laughs) Okay. Again, Bennett of this writes: Arabs claim that Jews forced millions of Palestinian Arabs from the lands they had farmed for thousands of years. No, they didn't. And by the way, uh, Palestinian Arabs. Did you notice that distinction? That that's deliberate and for good reason. Because if you lived in Palestine pre 1948 and you were a Jew, you were called a Palestinian. Now, if you really wanted to get down and qualify it, you would then say, well, I'm a Palestinian Arab or I'm a Palestinian Jew, but you're still a Palestinian. You were considered a Palestinian. Why? Because you were a Philistine? No. Because the name of the land is Palestine. That's why. Still quoting, we know that prior to modern times, millions of Arabs never lived in Palestine. We also know that Arabs have not been around for thousands of years, only the Jews had a continual presence in the land. Rather than being farmed by Arabs for thousands of years, it was a wasteland. Eminent writers and pilgrims of the Holy Land throughout the ages have left many written testimonies of the empty, barren wilderness, and even historians report the same findings. Bennett goes on to document these historians and speaking of the prolific American writer Mark Twain who toured Palestine in the year 1867. Uh, I love, this is a gift. Listen to the poetic nature with which Mark Twain writes this, describing what he saw in 1867. Come to Galilee, these unpeopled deserts these rusty mounds of barrenness that never do shake the glare from their harsh outlines, that melancholy ruin of Capernaum. We reached Tabor safely. We never saw a human being on the whole route. Wait, I thought there were millions of Arabs farming the land. No, didn't see one. Bethlehem and Bethany in their poverty and their humiliation, have nothing about them now. The hallowed spot where the shepherds watch their flocks by night, and where the angels sang Peace on earth, goodwill to men, is untenanted, no tenants, by any living creature. Bethsaida and Korzin have vanished from the earth, and the desert places round about them, Sleep in the hush of a solitude that is inhabited only by birds of prey and skulking foxes. Stirring scenes occur in the valley of Jezreel, no more. Megiddo, the valley of Armageddon, as we know it in Revelation. This is, there is not a solitary village throughout its whole extent, not for 30 miles in either direction. Palestine sits in sackcloth and ashes, desolate and unlovely. It is a dreamland. Citing a man by the name of Carl Hermann Voss in The Palestine Problem Today, subtitled Israel and its Neighbors, Bennett quotes, In the twelve and a half centuries between the Arab conquest in the seventh century and the beginnings of the Jewish return in the 1880s, Palestine was laid waste. Its ancient canal and irrigation systems were destroyed, and the wondrous fertility of which the Bible spoke vanished into desert and desolation. By the way, we just finished Ezekiel chapter 29, making our way through the book of Ezekiel. You know what comes after 29? 30, and then 31, and then 32, and then 33, and then 34, 35, 36. Wow, the guy can count. Impressive. 37 Ezekiel 38, These, uh, this wasteland that's desolate, God, through the prophet Ezekiel, says, I'm going to make it fertile, and I'm going to bring life and breathe life into those dead bones. And I'm going to bring them back to life, and I'm going to bring them back in the land, and the land is going to be fruitful and prosperous, and I'm going to do it as only I can. A man by the name of Gunner Edward Webb in the Palestine Exploration Fund quarterly statement writes, and I want you to listen to this, nothing there to be seen but a little of the old walls, which is yet remaining, speaking of Jerusalem, and all the rest is grass, moss and weeds, much like a piece of rank or moist ground. Quoting a French poet, a place among the nations, Bennett writes, outside the gates of Jerusalem, we saw indeed no living object, heard no living sound. We found the same void, the same silence as we should have found before the entombed gates of Pompeii. A complete, eternal silence reigns in the town." Okay, Pastor G, why bore us with all of this detail? Because what we're seeing now today is prophetically bringing everything full circle. And if you'll allow me to, I'll explain. This Palestinian deception is in full force in this year of 2023. And in so doing, it is beginning to fulfill major, and I mean major, Bible prophecies. And all of these Bible prophecies, major Bible prophecies, are specific to Israel, more specifically Jerusalem, and even more specifically the Temple Mount. Let's uh, come back to the people specific to the land. Remember now, we're making that distinction, we're delineating. Let me go on record and state, emphatically state, the land belongs to the Jew. Why? Because God is not through with the Jew. And the truth of the matter is, we don't want God to be through with the Jew, because God has a covenant with the Jew, and so too does God have a covenant with me and you too. And if God is through with the Jew, can I ask you, how secure are you? I say that that way because it scripturally and prophetically resolves this land dispute. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. There's no such thing as a Palestinian state. And a two-state solution, which is Hitler's final solution, repackaged, comes from the pit of hell. It is from Satan himself. Because, see, they don't want a state with Israel peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. This is the playbook of Islam starting with Muhammad and Saladin after him. Make peace with your enemy, then destroy them. That's exactly what they're doing. Yasser Arafat. When he would come to America, we want peace with Israel. And then we go back to Ramallah in Arabic, he would say, peace with Israel for us means the destruction of Israel. Death to America! Death to Israel! Emphasis added. I didn't do it very well. Maybe that's a good thing. See, they knew, they. and by the way, this is, parenthetically, let me say, Yasser Arafat, he was Egyptian! Like my dad, he was born in Egypt, he was an Egyptian! He was not a the, the, the head of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, Yasser Arafat, the Palestinian leader of the Palestinian, he's Egyptian, what are you talking about? This is why we yell. Okay. While one must delineate between the land and the people, no such delineation should be made between the people and the people. Let me explain. Whether you're a Jew or an Arab, really Gentile. What's a Gentile? A non-Jew. You're either a Jew or a Gentile. It doesn't matter. There needs to be no distinction made, no delineation between Jew or Arab, because of Jesus. Jesus is the only way to the Father, as the way, the truth, and the life. John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, Jew, Arab, Portuguese, comes to the Father except through me. Listen to what Paul wrote to the Galatians in chapter 3, verse 26 through 28. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ or clothed yourself with Christ. There is, listen please, neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is why it is that I am learning and this is not an easy do because it's so ingrained within me and really all of us for that matter well I'm an american christian I'm a jewish christian I'm a messianic believer I'm an a- a- arab christian I'm a am I, am I picking on the portuguese I'm a portuguese christian okay I, it's like god looks at you and says I didn't notice your nationality I didn't notice your race Because it's not the race, it's the human race. We're all human beings. And by the way, for those of you that are still of that ilk... Wow, what do you mean that ilk? Well, you know who you are. I won't look at anybody when I say this. But you still have it. It's, it's part of who you are. It was the way you were brought up, and it comes spilling out because out of the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks every so once in a while. It becomes a matter of nationality. It's very subtle, but it comes out. Be very careful. Because all you have to do is go to the book of Revelation and picture the heavenly scene, which is described for us in as much as John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, can, which is, (laughs) talk about not an easy do. We're finite. He's describing the infinite glory of God, and we're all worshiping before the throne. Worthy, worthy, worthy. And we are told that people from every tribe, tongue. All people of all races. All people. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But see, no, we've, we've drawn a line because we're choosing sides. It's us against them. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we'd have to confess that we choose sides when it comes to people. But it's against God's will for people. Because God loves the Jew and the Arab and the Greek and the Hawaiian and the Japanese and the Chinese. And this is the answer to the people dispute. So we resolve the land dispute. It belongs to the Jews. We have the real estate deed here in Scripture. We have historical, archaeological, geographical, geological. Did I miss anything? Evidence? But now we've got a, a people problem because, okay, let's resolve the land dispute. But what about the people? Oh, that's easier in a way to resolve. How do you resolve the people dispute? It's not God's will that any Jew or Arab should perish, but that every Jew and every Arab comes to repentance and the salvation of Jesus Christ. But you know what's sad? Again, you'll forgive me for repeating myself, but Christians, for the most part, still choose sides in this people dispute. And again, it's textbook, Divide and conquer. And I'll take it a step further and say that it grieves and breaks the heart of God. When you start drawing that line, and you put those people over there, and you place yourself with the people over here. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to share an email we received on Wednesday, and please know that I only do so because it speaks to how serious... <laughs> the choosing sides in the people dispute really is. In fact, the email that I'm going to share with you is tame compared to some of the emails I'm on the receiving end of, and our staff is. We get over, I don't know, hundreds of emails every day. So here are some excerpts from the email. Uh, and again, I only do so so you can kind of get a uh, an idea of how serious this really is. I have sent two emails before with never a response, kind of disheartening since I've taken the time. I am feeling disheartened by J.D.'s last message on Israel and Hamas. I have been following J.D. since COVID and look forward to every Sunday for his messages. With his last message, I am feeling a pull away from following him. I wondered who J.D. was scolding in regards to calling Hamas terrorists animals. Well, I'm surprised. J.D. leans on the side of acceptance of murder, only because it's done by a certain people group. Surprised. Oh, again, this is tame. Oh, I, I wish I could just forward you the emails. In fact, maybe I will. If you get something in your inbox from me, that'll you, you'll know why. Oh when I've spoken truth about Trump's peace deal dividing Jerusalem, you would think I was the Antichrist. No, it doesn't divide. I read verbatim, word for word, out of the agreement. I documented it. It divides Jerusalem. And I, oh, J.D. leans to the left. He must be a Democrat. I knew it. J.D. voted for Biden. This brings me to another truth bomb. These Hamas terrorist animals, as they're called, have been, are now, and will still get saved. I'll have you know, we do err greatly like Jonah, who was angry at God for saving the Ninevites. The Ninevites He gets angry at God for saving the Ninevites. And lest we come down too hard on Jonah, uh, we would do well to look in the mirror and ask ourselves the question, will we get angry if God saves a Hamas terrorist animal? You know what? The Ninevites in that day, and for those of you that were with us during our study through the Old Testament, it was so graphic. What they would do to the Israelites was so horrific and unthinkable, it would rival and in fact, I think was even more evil than what Hamas does to Israel today. And God saved them? No wonder Jonah was so mad. You know, when he lands on the shore, he doesn't even present any hope. There's no good news. It's just God is going to torture you guys. I can't wait. In 40 days, I'm going to go over here because I want a, I want a front row seat when he does. Bye. And then they, they repent. And then Jonah's like, God, you're going you're, you're to you're save him? Yes, that's why I sent you there. That's why he tried to run from God, by the way. And he didn't want to. Who wants to go to the Gaza Strip today with the gospel for Hamas? you want to sign up for that mission trip? That's what I thought. (laughs) All right then, at least you're being honest. Uh, Dee is one of our amazing transcribers on our amazing team of transcribers. Uh, She had emailed me about what she called a quick, cool, Holy Spirit thing, in regards to the update last Sunday when I shared about Jeffrey Dahmer. It wasn't the update, it was the teaching. I shared about Jeffrey Dahmer. That jammed some gears. I'm sorry, crashed some hard drives. He got saved, by the way. No, God saved Jeffrey Dahmer after the evil things, the unspeakable evil that he committed. Do you know what he did? Yeah, but he got saved in prison. Then started sharing the gospel with inmates and then he was murdered. And now he's in the presence of the Lord. Are you going to be okay with that? Well, here's what she emailed me. I almost fell out of my chair because earlier in the morning I had tuned in to Sugar Land Bible Church's Sunday sermon. The youth pastor was filling in for Pastor Andy Woods, and he was preaching on the book of Jonah, explaining how wicked the Ninevites were, but God saved them. Then he brought it closer to our day with the example of Jeffrey Dahmer and how God saved him. Then he brought it even closer and talked about Hamas. Did you guys trade notes? <laughs> so cool to hear the heart of God through you two men. Thank you so much for not holding back. Praise the Lord and Maranatha. So I replied to D with the following email. You know, me being the man of few words that I am. I'll give you the edited version. O.D., if Gabriel filled in for Andy, I can totally see this, and like you, absolutely love it when God does this. What's even more interesting is that I was about to connect the Jonah dots, but since that the Holy Spirit would not have me to do so. But Jonah's angry action to God, saving the Ninevites, slash Hamas, slash Dahmers at all sadly bears an eerily similar resemblance to the reaction of Christendom today. Also, I wanted to connect another dot to a guy by the name of Mossab Hassan Yusuf. I've actually spoken with this brother, not only as an Arab brother, but as a Christian brother, as he came to a radical and powerful saving knowledge of Jesus Christ over 15 years ago. Massab was the son of Sheikh Hassan Yusuf, one of the founding members and the most prolific leaders of Hamas. And subsequently he wrote a book bearing that title, Son of Hamas. While I eventually lost contact with him for security reasons as he's had to stay under the radar, as you might imagine, I do know that he is still on fire for the Lord in his service to the Lord, which has to remain under the cover of obscurity. But God is using this brother to reach
0: so many of his Arab brothers in Hamas. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through his word and that his promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor JD. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdforrog.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.